Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This and whatever. And, uh, you know, in the in seeing other kind of bigger podcasters and by bigger other bigger podcasters, I mean, literally every every other podcast that's bigger than me kind of uh, backing away from things that are censored. I figure what better way to hold up a middle finger than to go straight in with you and um in that light all of your books have recently been banned from amazon but because i'm rude and not a good host please introduce yourself man sure uh you know i'm on the uh, tommy kerrigan show um, my name is george webb uh i think he's got a great show and he's got a Thanks, man. um you know he's just a, a great interviewer and I, I i like his style so anyway i'm a, i'm an author and a journalist here in michigan and uh like uh, Tommy said, I just had 42 books taken down, which was kind of a, a bummer because that was a whole year's work. And before that, I had 4,000 videos and four years work taken down. But I tell you, each time they come at you, here's your chance to make it better. You know, come out with a four book set that summarizes the 40 that summarizes the 4,000. Yeah. Get better and better, get cleaner and quicker. It's absolutely what it is, man. It forces you to it. And as with the case of this podcast, everything's off the top of my head. It's a lot like the nuclear bunker system started under FDR, right? I mean, we can look at we can look at the waves of bombers that we would expect the Soviets to launch over the oceans post World War II, and then in, in light of the nuclear bomb, it was we need bunkers. And then under Eisenhower, Eisenhower got it down to, I think he said, sixteen hundred seconds from the time. We detect the launch to the time the president gets behind the blast door because it makes you got to get quicker. You got to have landing zones all over the place. They have secret service. They got code names. They call it the relocation arc because there's not we all think of NORAD or Mount Weather or the Greenbrier. But they call it the arc because there's hundreds still classified. But the point is, is no, it it makes you better. You have to get tighter and quicker. I mean, I have everything on BitChute, Rumble and Spotify, and I'm going to start uploading the Odyssey. It's what you have to do, but also, and it's what I, I think it's what I said to you is you take flack when you're over the target, right? And that's, that's yeah, a good that's thing. Cool. And you got to look at it as, am I in good company? And I, I had on last week, Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA vaccine. And he's been like permabanned from YouTube. They, they, they unpersoned him on LinkedIn. I would never have been able to get him <laughs> if that didn't yeah. happen. So it's the same with you. I think there's something good about it. But again, I'm not letting you talk. What was the reason they gave you for, for removing all your books? Yeah, um, well, I like the bunker thing because uh, I have been to a lot of those locations. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Raven Rock and all that. Rock really? Raven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been down in the in the bowels, but, you yeah. know, uh, there is a system. And yeah. uh, one of the FBI agents that uh, I have interviewed are those son of FBI agent I've interviewed was a part of that civil defense network and all that. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but, uh, as far as, uh, you know, going forward, uh, my strategy is, uh, like you said, is to fan out, use a link tree at neighborhood news dot, uh, studio, neighborhood news studio.com 
There's a link tree right at the top, Rumble, all those that you just said. And then the other thing is, yeah, finger in the eye of the establishment uh, is the way to go. And I think, you know, you're doing the right thing there, too. So I think you're hitting on all cylinders here. Um, I don't know if I answered your question, but um, I'm just kind of summarizing the things you said. I agree with everyone. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I mean, you got to do it, man. It's like there's, I I don't know, when you, maybe it's just because I was younger, but I remember when I was like 18 in high school and I'd at night, like, I was 18. I was finally allowed to have like a TV in my room. And like, I remember watching like Colbert and like Jon Stewart. And again, I was 18 and I was like, yeah, this is, we're on the right side. Right. And I at least kind of thought they were funny. Now I don't know if they were actually funny if I was just younger, but man, Tim Dillon said it best. There's something about when you turn on, like when you turn on any like nightly show and it's just like, you don't want to believe in the occult, but goddamn, have these people not sold their souls? You know, they're all just, it's the same talking points. It's the white man's bad. Anyway, the government's going to come to your house with a machine gun and a vaccine. You're going to take it because you're a patriot. It's like, dude, what happened to like Howard Stern or Opie and Anthony or just, you know, what happened to just any sort of like life behind it? So other than the fact that I think it's a righteous fight, I also just think it's like, just a cooler fight <laughs> like you know it's like yeah, yeah it's more like being the in the french resistance and you have no chance you know yeah. and so you just want to be uh yeah just ridiculous chances every day to save little kittens you know yeah. and you yeah. know, it's, a good, thing. it's yeah. a good thing i said that before with uh my buddy uh don who has a podcast you should go his podcast is much bigger than mine um but we talked about it. i was like yeah man it's like the whole idea of like, you're going to live in a pod, you know, you're going to own nothing and be happy. And it's like, it's not that I want to, you know, some people are like, dude, just give in, just give in and everything will be better. And it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to live in that world. You know, it's like, if I can't be in Raven rock then I want to be at ground zero, I don't want to live <laughs> in the nuclear winter. That's what is it? Khrushchev, uh, the, the, uh, the living will envy the dead in a nuclear winter. Like, it's kind of the same way. Like, I mean, I don't think my chances are good fighting the powers that be, but man, do you want to live in that world? Do you want to live in that world where there's a blue YouTube label on everything? This is COVID. This is QAnon. This is far as a hateful far right fact checkers have disputed. I mean, do you really want to live there? I mean, I would, I truly, I mean, I know it's a cheesy and kind of overstated cliche, but I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees and it's 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 the french resistance but it's also there's like a little there's like a little punk rock to it there's a little like you know i went to a private catholic high school you weren't allowed to have hair past your eyebrows your ears or your neck so i had hair that skimmed the line as soon as i went to college and it was no longer a rule i cut my hair short and it's been this short for 12 years it's right there's yeah there's something about that though, and that's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I, I like your I like your attitude there, and it is a lot of cur- uh, courage, and it is a lot of self determination that I'm going to live my own life, and you know I, I don't, I'm a vax 
person uh, if it's tested if it's tested you know let's try animals first you know we can you know i mean let's and 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 even mice i'm even nice to the animals i don't want the bigger animals to die until the mice go you know so this is totally backward this is people first it's like well we got too many people and i we've come become accustomed to the mice we like the mice you're first it's yeah man it's like See, I, I don't even have that heart that you do. I'm like inject it into every animal but us. And like, I'm, I, I know I've said it so many times in this podcast, it makes people's eyes roll out of their head. I got into medical school. Like 15,000 people applied to the medical school I, I got into. 100 got in. So if I may, like, I am a student of science. I love biology. I have all of my vaccines. I've had on, but the the point I always bring up with people is like, this isn't anti-vax. It's not anti-vax at all. What this is is me and Mr. Webb are hanging out at a bar. And, uh, you know, I come up to him and I go, hey, man, take this shot. I just bought it for us. And you go, oh, what else? What is it? And I go, don't worry about it. Just take it. And you're like, is it whiskey? Is it, is it vodka? And I'm like, don't worry about it. Just take it. And you're like, yo, just tell me what it is. Because you're like, I don't like tequila. Don't. And then the bartender looks at you and goes, just take it. And everyone in the bar starts looking at you and going, just take, oh, you pussy. Why are you, are you a teetotaler? You don't drink? And everyone's going, just take it. And you're going, dude, just tell me what it, you're like, I've taken all the other shots you've given me, all the other vaccines. You're like, just tell me what it is. Now I'm just curious. I don't even care anymore. If it is tequila, I'll take it and throw up. It's fine. But Tom, you're being really weird. And then the cops come in and they go, stop talking about this. <laughs> so you go on Facebook, you go, Tommy's trying to give me a weird shot. And it gets removed from misinformation. It goes, all shots have been deemed fun and sexy. At a certain point, though, it's not even about the shot anymore. You're just like, why can't I talk about it? It's the biggest red flag to where if they said, hey, a side effect is, is I don't know, maybe you, your love life might be shitty for a month. Maybe you can't come. You'd be like, all right, thank you for telling me. It's a bad side effect, but thanks for telling I get it. Sure. Okay. But when everyone, when every news station, when every representative, when every celeb, the Teletubbies, I don't know if you saw that in the news today, the Teletubbies came out with a little dance saying, we're vax, are you? When this dystopian shit just goes for, so finally, when I go, okay, let's go back to the source. What is the inventor of it saying? Dr. Robert Mullins did a little research. Who is this guy? He invented it. Go on YouTube. Hi, I can't find anything on YouTube. I find his Twitter. Huh, that's weird. He's been banned from LinkedIn. Oh, he went on Brett Weinstein. Okay, that'll... Oh, he got banned from there too. Okay. Well, now there's there's nothing you can tell me to get it. Because now I'm like, what... And again... I know I'm just kind of talking off my ass and you got to throw some elbows to get in here and talk with me is, but it's well, just creepy. Off, it's just creepy now. Let me say, I think you're way funnier than John Stewart. Yeah, or right, you know, yeah, yeah. I would rather listen to your comedy. Right there. Thanks, uh, that was the best 10 minutes of comedy. I think I've seen in the last like three minutes. Well, we have a guy who comes on our show. Okay. Deco. It was pretty funny, but that was pretty funny stuff. Oh, thank you. And, and I like the situational comedy as well. It's really funny. And and it is, when you put it that way, it's not only funny, it's it's pithy. It, it's exactly what's happening. And, I, you know, I didn't, are you still in med school? You're out of med school? No, no, no. So, so I got in and I, I graduated UGA, University of Georgia, in December 2013. Worked my ass off for four years to get in. I got in and then realized I wasn't happy and was like, I don't want to do this. And then... uh 
it very long story short, I got into I got into medical school, decided I didn't want to go, and I was like, I got a new life ahead of me. And like a like a month later, my oldest brother committed suicide, and then I just went on like a drug bender for like six years and uh, moved home with my parents. Started this podcast above their garage, and actually the day COVID outbroke, December twelfth, twenty nineteen, and uh, found uh, after about two hundred episodes, I was working at a liquor store, going crazy, pulling my hair out. Uh, IDing people a decade younger than me, and so I made a video, like a five-minute video, and I was like, "Will somebody please invest in my podcast? Give me enough money to move out." The stars aligned, and some dude who just has, who's got the paper, reached out to me, and was like, "I fucking love your podcast, man. I'll give you some money." So, I've got a very unconventional contract where this guy is going to give me three years of living expenses to try to turn this into a profitable uh, enterprise. I know you didn't ask all that, but no. So I didn't go to medical school. I got I got in, which is why people roll their eyes. They're like, congratulations, you got in. You're not a doctor. Shut up. No, I, <laughs> well, I mean, you said a lot there. I mean, I could write a book about what you just said it's right insane, there. Dude. It, it, you know, it's Tommy the gun, because I would want to have a little hook in there for people to remember the gun, right? The guns. <laughs> yeah. Right. Tommy the guns, uh, you know, Kerrigan. But, you know, that there's some huge stuff that you went through really quick. And uh, I just have tremendous admiration uh, for you. We have a guy named Addy Ads, who similar age, he's 26, right in there, 27, made the similar decision, uh, couldn't teach. He wanted to teach, couldn't teach because of COVID. Now what do I do? And then just said, shit, I'm going to do this thing because nobody else is interviewing the doctors. You're interviewing the doctors or the inventor of the mRNA. I saw that. Uh, great interview. Thank you. Uh, he was doing the same thing, interviewing uh, these early guys who were talking about the, the doctors talking about COVID when there was no information out there. Uh, so uh, I don't care who it is that breaks through and brings some truth and light. Uh, if you're 25 or you're 75, it doesn't matter. And you're doing it. And and uh, I think that mRNA thing really, um, you know, I learned a lot from the, the uh, podcast that I think you guys have the guts. I, I, I like young people for this reason amongst a whole other, uh, a bunch of other reasons, but they don't get caught into, I, I can't do it. They say, forget it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to call them. You know, yeah. I'm going to, yeah. you know, they, they do it Yeah, like you call me. And so I love it, you know, and that's what brings you the news. And these are the, you, you're the new breed, right? That's going to go and say, screw it. I don't have anything to lose. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go get the interview. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I realize I'm talking at a million miles an hour. I was just excited to get, I realize when I look back when I have on guests that I've been trying to get on, I get really excited and I don't shut up and I'm realizing, I'm like, um, the, the ratio of me to Mr. Webb is like 80 to 20. I got to slow it down. slow the roll, but you're right, and it's there's just there's just something isn't something isn't right when we can't discuss it. And you know, I'm 2008. I voted for Obama. I was 18. Hope and change. 2012. I voted for Romney because I was pre med and I was like, "Fuck this Obamacare! How my full paycheck?" 2016. I was in the pits of. I was in the deepest part, the lowest depression of my life. And I voted for Bernie in the primaries because more than anything, I was like, I, I need mental health care. In 2020, I voted for Trump because I was like, fuck these communists. But I always say this is like, I'm not afraid to, 
to eat my hat or eat my shoe or whatever the saying. I like being wrong. I enjoy it because when you're taking these tests to get into medical school, when you're taking the MCAT or you're taking organic chemistry, you don't you don't take a wrong answer as a personal affront. You go, ah, okay, a ketone doesn't turn into an aldehyde when you add what noted. Okay. You know, if you email someone and go, yo, you want to come on my podcast and shoot the shit? It's not, they don't really like that. So when you say, hello, Mr. Webb, I'm Thomas Kerrigan, I'm 30 years old, blah, blah, blah. Here's some notable guests I have on. This is what the podcast is about. And then they respond, you go, oh, okay, that works. It's, again, it's, it's, it's not one of those like cheesy like posters, but there's no, there's no losing. There's no winning and losing. There's winning and learning. You go, noted, that didn't work. Noted, that didn't work. Okay, let's open the third door. And so I don't mind being wrong. I don't at all. So when I have on physicians and people are like, why are you being anti-vax? I invite physicians, please come on here and run circles around me. Tear me a new one. Be like, listen, you 30-year-old moron. You're not an MD. You're not a PhD. Do it. Make me blush. I won't edit it out. And I will happily be be made a fool because it's what Dr. Mobin Saeed said. I had him on last Friday. I said, you know, I was like, you're, I was like, he's an MD. I was like, you're the professor. I'm the student. And he said, no, he goes, we're all students and we're all exploring this world together. And we have been for 10,000 years, whether it's finding out which crops work and you got to turn the soil whether it's finding out, hey, if we put nitrogen in the soil, we can triple crop yields. Whether it's, hey, these you know these two jackasses in three-piece suits, three-piece suits named the Wright brothers are like, I think we can make a heavier than air aircraft, and it's just little things. Joseph Lister and germ theory, all the way up to whatever. Steve Jobs making it so I can have a, a terabyte phone that costs five hundred bucks. We're all. We really are all, and I know this is, again, it just sounds like some cheesy, like, we are the world shit, but, like, we are, we are all in this, we're, we're on this shitty rock floating through the universe. Like, we are on the same side. When you can't have that discussion, when you get removed from it. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Amazon. Man, it, if the hairs don't start to prick up a little bit, it's not even like we're looking back at, like, learn from history, you know, the ancient Roman. No, it's like there are still people alive today that were in concentration camps. We're not learning shit. It's coming full circle. So with that, let's kind of move towards that way. You've been doing research amongst other things, and I'll put your Twitter and your website and everything in here, about the origins of covid where are your newest? What what are your newest revelations showing? Well, uh, let me let me get there and let me comment about what you just said, which is you know uh, we're all learning. And I'm sorry, I'm in a kind of a no, I don't, 
uh, uh, you know, I'm getting all these in, in messages, but I have to because of certain people. I don't care. Anyway. Man. I don't care. Do whatever. So, okay. So, um, so the bottom line is, uh, we are, it's, that's what's called technology. And, and that's why, like you said, the earth's carrying capacity has gone up and I'm very much in the, in the same camp as I don't have all the answers. I just present facts and I just follow facts. And if they lead me to a conclusion, I put out uh, what I call a working theory and I say, okay, based on what I see here, I'm a little bit disturbed. And it seems a little bit like something's not right here. Something's rot- rotten in, in uh, Holland here. So th- what happened with the source of the COVID was uh, I was, we, we have a group of people like you and different citizen journalists come together uh, every once in a while, every, about a dozen people, uh, about once a month. And because we're in such a virtual world, we never meet each other. We never know where we live. We all come together and see each other off camera and see what we're like off camera and get to know each other. It's kind of like news camp, you know. And uh, so anyway, uh, we go through stories of the day and we we play this game called newsroom. So you say, okay, what's your story of the day? Just like they do in a real newsroom. And then the using our terabyte phone i didn't realize you could get a terabyte i don't, I don't, I don't actually um, think it's a terabyte i think i lied well, that's great i was like where do you get a terabyte phone? I'm, I'm fake news i'm sorry this podcast is over <laughs> we're done we go around the room and then the person who you know described the first story then sees if they can add something to the reporter's story that the reporter left out by doing uh, different searches so we have a thing compound search was say Tommy the Guns Kerrigan and great interviews. And then up would come uh, the mRNA guy interview, the Saeed guy interview, etc. I might be down there somewhere in the 50 to 75. <laughs> Give yourself some credit. Don't, don't put yourself down. No, it's, it, but you get the idea is that you, you have a whiteboard there and you're writing up all the things that are, are coming up. And this is exactly what happened. This is how I got in trouble with CNN. This is how I got in trouble with 60 Minutes. But the uh, we were all ready to talk about, I uh, had magnets literally made up of all the henchmen in Ukraine. This guy named Kolomoisky was doing all these dark weapons with Adam Schiff. And, you know, here's all the people involved in this dark weapons thing with Peter Strzok. And, and, and so I'm ready to talk about something else. Okay. And this... A uh, guy who works at the White House, He's works for a, a Japanese television station, he's a producer, and he, he came down from D.C. to this thing. This is a little island about 40 miles off of the, uh, it's on the Potomac River, about uh, 40 miles south of D.C. And he says, hey, uh, did you see this one story about the source of COVID where the Chinese foreign ministry, Chinese foreign ministry official source, is accusing the American athletes that came to Wuhan in October of 2019 of bringing the virus to Wuhan. Wow, that's a big story. I mean, I haven't heard that one. No, 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 it's a real story. And so so people start bringing up the articles and so forth. And there's only 300 U.S. athletes. There's 300,000 people. It, it does, they're coming to this event, and now... CNN is saying, yeah, that's a super spreader event. But back then it was like, no, it can't be that. that bringing 300,000 people to an Olympic Games, that can't be the event. It has to be one fishmonger and one, you know, Lee Harvey lab coat and Lee Harvey fishmonger, 
you know, getting together they and that be, they have to be white wearing MAGA hats. That's the only way it's super spreader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they really had it down to it can't be the event where we had everyone marching in, in, in shoulder to shoulder formation in Wuhan. <laughs> in Wuhan, it can't be that. No, uh, no, it has to be. It has to has to be the Harvey lab coat. And and I, I you know, I didn't really have a, a problem necessarily with that other than they said well who are the who are they talking about who are the 300 athletes so right away we divided and looked up all the people that we could see articles about and the first thing that we uh saw was the americans did really bad there was something like over 100 countries and america was in the you know the low 30s to 40s placing and they only won one medal in the over 35s or the masters so right off the bat, you're like, wow, we spend more in our budget than all the other militaries of the world times 10. You'd think we could come up with some good athletes, you know, that would be winning at least, you know, maybe first or second or third or maybe fourth, you know, at the worst. So, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and so right away there was all this, hey, this does not compute. Did Maybe we did have COVID. Maybe that's why our athletes did okay. so poorly. Cool. Okay. I mean, here's what this foreign minister, the foreign minister is saying, we have all the data. We have hundreds of thousands of scientists. We've been working on this for six months. This is in March of 2020. We've looked at all the data. It's you guys, right? You brought it here. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's the story. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're because it's not like the U.S. Well, first of all, you think DARPA would be able to make some like untraceable steroids, like if we really wanted, right? But. But I mean, also just, I mean, just for the Olympics, right? I mean, basketball, I mean, American sports, we always dominate it. Why, yeah, why wouldn't they? Were they all sick? That's what we're thinking, right? Okay, so we keep going around. This is good. We're kind of, we'll step through this story because this is the big story, right? Yeah, exactly. We'll get there. Uh, the next thing is there's this athlete who is a cyclist. She's a, a Dutch cyclist. And... Uh, somebody said she's a dutch cyclist and i said oh well maybe the dutch brought it and no 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 she's a dutch cyclist on the american team and i said no you don't understand how it works see if you're a dutch cyclist you compete on the dutch team you're not an embedded you know agent in the american team you compete on the dutch team no, 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 we got it right here. It's right on a military time. She she competes for the Americans. She was embedded in the American team. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. Let's run her information. Uh, and then, bang, she comes back immediately. She's an armed, what they call an armed diplomatic security services pe- uh, person uh, for the State Department. I've had, on, US- I've had on a DSS guy. Okay. Fred, for Burton, the- Fred Burton, yeah, retired. He's a, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a, he's a U.S. State Department guy, meaning he, she answers to Hillary Clinton, you know, and Henry Kissinger. She doesn't answer to, uh, you know, uh, the whatever. I mean, she's 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 working. She's currently employed since 2016 to 2020 as U.S. State Department. Now, all of a sudden, my hackles are up. You, you mentioned the, the frog hairs in the back of your neck. You're like, hey, wait a minute. This does have some validity here. This person isn't just... A regular athlete. She's Dutch, and then she's fifty-two, which is interesting. A little bit old. Yeah, it's not the athletic, yeah. To be a military athlete, she had a great career, 
but she's a little bit old now. And then the other thing is she finishes in last place, meaning she could have been sick. Now, she also crashed during the thing. So it could be she's crashed. She's, you know, like running out of red blood. You know, she doesn't have the lamps, Armstrong, Epo, and Jack. Yeah. You know? So anyway. But anyway, we find that she works directly for or had worked directly for the Supreme Allied Commander of NATO. Now, uh, you... Hold on. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying... Yeah, it's... You're just a reasonable person. You're sitting there and you're listening and you're going, wow. So so what CNN would have you believe is, and 60 minutes later on, that I uh, saw a chance at a, a lighting on some person and I had planned this whole thing and I was going to make this person's life miserable, okay? That's not the case. Uh, this Chinese foreign minister was saying the Americans brought patient zero here and this person the team performed very poorly. That was in keeping what he said. And then this person looked like they were exhibiting the, uh, you know, symptoms. Well, the other thing that happened, and I'm uh, just taking you through it, is, yeah, the, uh, the guy did 12 tweets on this thing. It wasn't just one tweet. And the reason why he's tweeting is because this guy named Redfield, who's our CDC director, is testifying in front of the Senate. And he's saying, um, yeah, um, actually, we did have some breakouts of some unknown pneumonias and influenzas in the summer of 2019. Uh, and yeah, near Fort Belvoir, where this person worked, this 52-year-old Dutch cyclist was embedded, we had a big breakout of something. And a whole bunch of people died. But we didn't do any autopsies. And they said, well, isn't, you know, Senator says, isn't that your job to do autopsies when people die of something new and novel? Because that's how you know if it's an outbreak or not. <laughs> they go, well, you, we normally do that, but we didn't this time. <laughs> okay. You're right. It, okay, sure. Yeah, we didn't this time. We just We decided to throw an exception in there. Egg on our and face. <laughs> it, it sounds like a cover up, you know. And that's when this guy flipped out this just Chinese foreign minister guy, because he goes, hey, wait a minute. You put all these people on a plane and they all got checked out medically at this fort, Fort Belvoir in Virginia, and you put them all on a plane and, and then they went to Texas and then on to China. You did that and then knowing that you had all these people dying near the near the fort and, and you didn't tell us, so it's kind of like you loaded a gun and, and basically threw it in a baby carriage. You know, we didn't know that it was there. So it turns out later on that to, in maybe not in support of my story, but it's a very unfortunate part. There was two doctors or a black doctor who was the person who gave all the clean bill of health or he gave the bill of health and checked out the athletes at. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
for Belvoir. And he was murdered in on his uh, lawn yeah. about a month ago. Yeah. I saw, I saw and, that on your Twitter, yeah. And, and his wife, who's also a colonel and also was in the Clinton White House as the personal nurse to Hillary Clinton. She was murdered? She was murdered. So... Yeah. <laughs> just take the shot. Why won't you just take the shot? It might be tequila. It might not be. Stop asking questions. Take the fucking shot. It's what it's kind of like Vince Foster, you know. Yeah. Like, it's you remember that. It's like so wait you, a minute. So it, you're so you're telling me James G. Zangleton had a two hundred one file on Lee Harvey Oswald as early as nineteen fifty nine. Yeah. You're telling me Lee Harvey Oswald said I'm a patsy. Yeah. When asked. If the agency did the hit on Jack James G. Zangleton, while the while the head of the CIA counterintelligence office said, "The agency is a large mansion, and I know not all of the rooms." Yeah. So is Lee Harvey the the lone gunman? Yeah. Stop asking questions. Okay. Right. Well, it it does it does right. <laughs> it does pique your interest, right? I mean, I'm like, well, that's odd. I mean, these aren't people that are not connected. She's in the Clinton White House yeah. and doing all, all the nursing for the top people like Bill Clinton and, you know, I mean, and, and, and Vince Foster, you know. So, so <laughs> and I went there. George to Webb didn't kill himself. Tommy Kerrigan didn't kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's not my place to jump to conclusions. It's just my place. I'm writing this on the board. Well, if you look at where the screenshot uh, that 60 Minutes takes, or if you look at the C uh, 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 60 Minutes in CNN, they take a screenshot as we're writing these things on the board. It says armed diplomatic security services, works for the head of NATO, four-star general, you know, probably Stavridis during the Libya conflict, could be James Jones. We, we're just writing stuff on the board. Could be Bouchard. Okay, so they're making it out like, oh, I'm out there selling this and making all this thing. Well, part of the thing that uh, went crazy is that video of that first day somehow got to China. And then it went to a million views uh, almost in 24 hours. And in 24 hours, Forbes had done a hit piece on me. Uh, Reuters had done a hit piece on me. Uh, all I can't remember, BuzzFeed. This guy, wild conspiracy theorist, says the lone cyclist is the is the one the Chinese were talking about. Then the Chinese, and, and we're not even to the good stuff yet, but then the Chinese foreign minister agrees, agrees that it's the lone cyclist that brought it. Okay. So I'm like, you know, we it was sort of patient zero. I didn't have time to write the question mark, but anyway, I'm you know, so that may have been the mistake on day one. But what it led to, Tommy, was the thing that was I, I was so surprised about because we went right to the the head guy at at NATO, and immediately we found another. Well, first of all, her husband also seemingly worked. Después, por favor, gracias. Sorry, I'm in a hotel. So, <laughs> so you're in a safe house in Mexico City. <laughs> I'm in a safe house in Mexico City. Raven Rock, Raven Rock. I just, I just see like a red like laser on your forehead. George, get down. <laughs> 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 we'll just both 
this is 12 hour podcast this the second 11 and a half hours are just you and i sitting here bleeding out <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> uh, this is too good <laughs> but, but right. sorry, sorry the second and and so to interrupt you devil's yeah. advocate though the chinese would let's just the chinese not that i have any problem with 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 making fun of the chinese but they would have an interest in saying that it's with agreeing with your story that it came from the U.S. Just full, just as we have an interest in saying it came from Wuhan. Just absolutely, okay. absolutely. This is just journalism at this point. Just taking the facts. It, okay. This is a story you don't know about that I'm going to uh, tell you about, etc. And we're going to add, we're going to add to it. So we're going around the room. So, the, so the next person. This is even before the first story. We're live streaming, okay? So the next person says, "Well, that's really interesting because there's this person." Uh, I, I write about her husband too. He's in space war, which is space warfare for 13 years. He works at the Pentagon. He's the, the liaison to NATO. Jesus. Looks like he's the, li- the liaison to NATO's space program, NASA satellites, and, and in this area of biosurveillance. So when you have a breakout, uh, all the ants move differently. Sort of like when you pour the ants on the hot, hot water on the ants or with a magnifying glass, the ants move differently mm-hmm. <laughs> than when they don't. And they start like people have never left their village before all of a sudden start going to trains in China. And and you watch this from the satellites. Wait, so he's in, uh, sorry. Why, why were they why were they watching is because they knew there was an outbreak or is this just general surveillance of all over the world the way biosurveillance is done is if they see normal patterns of people going to their work and then going home all of a sudden changing and getting on trains and going to hospitals because in most parts of the world there isn't a hospital that's close by does that or does that imply a bigger story though yeah why, why well, were they surveilling why do they know the everyday patterns of random people i think you might have tripped over a much bigger story were, oh, did, did, they, <laughs> did they know there was an outbreak or were they preemptively surveilling the patterns of 7 billion people and then they dis, they found a disturbance and they later found out it was a biological thing as opposed to a financial or geological or so, or, sorry. There's a good chance that happened. Uh, there's a Harvard study out that used satellite surveillance on the Yangtze River and saw a breakout. Uh, potentially in as early as August, up the Yangtze about a thousand miles at, in Chengdu. It's a city called Chengdu, and it just so happens Blackwater and the military uh, and police and fire games were happening two months earlier in Chengdu, where a lot of people were coming and going. And you know, Blackwater would never start a war. Yeah, no, not Eric Prince and the boys. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so there was this surveillance, this satellite surveillance of around the Blackwater games about two months earlier uh, that the Harvard study came out. But that, I didn't know that at the time. So what we were just looking at is, hey, this is a guy who seems to have a relationship with another guy. And the last name is Benassi, okay? And which is not a very common English name, but apparently common in Italy. It, it's, it's actually, it's also a famous uh, techno DJ. Oh, uh, that Benny, Benny, Benny comes up. <laughs> Benny comes into the story. Don't worry. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't worry. Benny's in the CNN report and everything. The door the door opens in your hotel and it's just Benny Benassi. And he's like, I told you to just stop asking questions, George. I told you to just listen to the beat. He's coming. Sorry. He's coming. Sorry, keep going. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. He's going to be in the story, believe you. No, interject a lot because okay. it's a little bit of a long story. But, but there's this guy named Pietro Benassi who is in the satellite surveillance for NATO as well and has been used a lot for these breakouts in Africa and Asia and so forth. So, so it just right off the bat, there's a lot of there seems to be everybody in this family is involved in biosurveillance, you know. But up until that point, nothing really too bad, right? But then, <laughs> sorry, it's, <laughs> it's like it's like when your grandpa makes like horseshoes and your dad makes horseshoes, and you, you know, it's just a small family business. We've been doing this since 1824. It's <laughs> we just been doing biosurveillance. Grandpappy was a biosurveillance. Grandpappy's grandpappy was a biosurveillance. Bullshit. Sorry. With satellites, with satellites, oh, grandpappy really satellites, pappy's pappy satellites, fall back as we can remember. <laughs> uh, I'm never gonna. We live I'm in never... a simulation, man. This can't be real. <laughs> There's no way this is real. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, goodness. go on. Sorry. <laughs> no, this is too good. Uh, well, <laughs> anyway, we're not even around the ring. We're in the second person. Oh, Betty Benassi's the third person. Betty <laughs> Benassi's the head on Joe. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get to the third person. And it's this uh, granola grandma from from uh, from Oregon, and she says, "Well, you know, there is this Virginia Benassi person who works for the WHO." And I'm like, "Oh, wow, that's interesting." In Geneva, you know, and works with all the vaccines with Bill Gates and Gabby and all them. Sure. And <laughs> she just happens to be working right now on a virus that never was seen before in China in 2009. <laughs> That causes bleeding, you know. It's been a small family business for over 200 years. (laughs) Grandpa worked in Germany. (laughs) Great-grandpa worked in Japan. Sorry, I'll, I'll sorry. I'll stop interrupt. I'll stop interrupt. It's just no, no, no. It's it's like that. And then and and she's doing this thing called a blueprint, and it's a NATO WHO blueprint, and it's the five. If you laugh, I'm going to laugh, man. So this is on you. It's, if you the five, it's the five most expected. All the while, there's just. Even those, these are zoonotic things that happen when you, you know, get too close to a pangolin at a petting zoo, right? That's how these things happen. Yeah. They, can still, they can still predict the five most likely viruses. And then they predict the five most likely vaccines, right? Mm-hmm. And that's this blueprint, sure. right? And. So she's actually writing the blueprint. And Tommy, God strike me dead if this isn't true. All the proposals for all of the, uh, you know, we put it out all, here's the five that we want your proposal for. They are selling a thing from DARPA called ADEPT, which is a way of sort of an operating system that they're introducing so that you have to put your, uh, you have to make your vaccine available through this framework called ADEPT. So they're introducing ADEPT and, and making people go through this. And then 
these these are the, all the vaccines that you're proposing. They all go to one person. Benassi V, not B, Benassi B at WHO.int. I'm like, wow, that's a position of power. She is the person doing the biosurveillance of these new China viruses. She knows which five are coming. She knows which five, uh, you know, vaccines need to be produced. Uh, and she gets all the proposals. Wow, I would love to be in that position, right? Well, the other signatory to this uh, blueprint is a guy named Sina Bavari. And Sina Bavari is an Iranian guy who has been, who's running Fort Detrick, which is our BSL-4 lab that- It's, been our, it's our Wuhan. It's our Wuhan, yeah. And it's been most closely associated with, like you said, bringing the Nazi- Unit 731 and, Japan. Unit 731 Japan. And all the Mengele, Eric Traub, Kurt Blom, all that stuff. And then I would imagine, right, Dr. Ken Alabek who I've now had on here three times. The, That's another reason I liked your show. You had Ken Alabek on. Ken Alabek's such a sweetheart. He's studying, side, side note, he's studying autism now. His daughter has autism, and he believes that he has found the cure for it. Yeah, that's well, that's, totally, that's, thing. That's, an, uh, that's an angel. Yeah, that's a guy that, for everyone listening, he was the first deputy, first deputy director of biopreparat, the Soviet's, Unit 731 Offensive Biological Weapons Program defected to the United States in 1992, spilled all the beans, has been approached by the KGB several times over the last 20 years and doesn't give a shit, and now uh, now works on uh, now works on like green green energy technology, I believe, and is researching autism and spends most of his time doing telemedicine to poor families in Russia. An absolute angel. Sorry, just had to plug Doctor Alvik. But people like that. They would. It's that whole program. Right, right. Uh, these are the things that, you know, there's a guy uh, called Project Vector that's in business. He's named Jens Kuhn. He's an international diplomat for, I believe, uh, one of the Scandinavian countries. He works with this Sina Bavari, and they've got four different companies that are working for different parts of the mRNA vaccine. There's the module that gets by the, you know, the PEG and, the, you know, the module that delivers the the virions to the thing and then there's the adhesion part of it and then there's the injection and then there's the reverse, reverse transcriptase and he's got four companies through the university of nebraska so he seems like he's got like a bet on the game you know it's it's sort of like one of those guys who has a big wager and then you see him with the, the dark gun shooting the horse you know the other the, the second you know it just seems like a fix yeah okay <clears throat> that she Virginia Benassi, who's got all this, who's getting all the proposals, is writing a document with a guy over here who, first of all, he's he's been cited as running the uh, place like a, a concentration camp. And these are public articles. And then, but more importantly, the only lab leak that we know about still today happens at Fort Detrick in July of 2019, where it gets shut down while he's running it. So... Back then, when we did the story, lab leak was like, oh, that's comic book stuff. But now lab leak is, oh, it's a lab leak. Well, okay, tell me a proven lab leaks in July of 2019. It's Fort Detrick. So the guy who let the virus out, you know, who let the virus out, WHO Capital, who let the virus out, is this guy, Sina Bavari. He seems like he's the guy letting five out, and she's the 
one getting the five proposals, all coming to her. Another Benassi. So, so we're not done yet. We're getting to Benny. Hold on. Were you were you doing a Who Let the Dogs Out? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I was like, I feel a little slow. I feel like I should be on a short bus. So I was like, wait. <laughs> I was like, who? Who? Who let the virus out? <laughs> G. G. Hold on. Wait. Yeah, I got I got to pee real quick. And normally I'm pretty good about not pissing during podcasts anymore, but I've been laughing my ass off this podcast, and now I really feel it. Can you tell everybody where to find you real quick? I'll be back. Sure, sure. I love Tommy's <laughs> podcast because these are like really fun at that. Um, <clears throat> I, you can find me at Real George Web One, uh, Real George Web W E B B One. The numeral one is my uh, uh, Twitter. And then my, let's see, I don't think I have anything else left. Uh, everything else has kind of been destroyed. But Neighborhood News Studio, Neighborhood News Studio, it's a long, you know, people sometimes misspell neighborhood. But if you type that into a browser, Neighborhood News Studio, it should take you to neighborhoodnewsstudio.com. And I'll plug my book, Coronavirus, or excuse me, Corona Roadshow, where we go all around all these different places involved in the coronavirus. Uh, like Fort Detrick. Uh, and that book is available. It's 163 pages, and it is the first summation book of the 42 books that were destroyed. So I have that book out. It summarizes all 42 of my books in the last section in, in the end notes, which is about a 60 page section, and it summarizes what I just said with Tommy. Man, fuck Amazon. You're more than welcome to just like narrate your books, and I'll just put it on my podcast. I, I, don't, I don't care. We'll just make this an audio book. <laughs> but I don't. I've told people that before. I'm like, just read your book. I don't care if people are like I can't get it on Audible. I'm like, read it and put it on here. I'll just sit here and do it. But <clears throat> so so we're we so uh, escape from Fort Detrick. Five vaccines that were the five potential threats with the five receptive vaccines, and it looks like could there be a business interest or is there? We don't know. Okay. So the last the last. We're going around the room. Literally, we have 12 people. We're not even halfway around the room. The next person says, well, that's really interesting because there's this other guy named Giuseppe Benassi. And Giuseppe Benassi is the spy chief of NATO. Jesus Christ. You know, and he, he's studying at Oberammergau, the same place that Henry Kissinger, you know, started at, you know. And... You know, he's there during NATO and all this. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Wow, that could, this could all be just like, you know, NATO planning a person on the U.S. team, blaming it on us. Sort of like the Zimmerman letter, uh, you know, in World War One, or... And... and drive, uh, but, yeah, and... <clears throat> sorry for interrupting you. And as, as people point out on this podcast, because I do it nauseatingly, but I feel it's necessary in a time of such, like, entrenched biases, playing devil's advocate, is... is I'm just I'm, For myself, at least, I'm just saying... That, I'm, I'm trying to look at it through the, like my lens. Like I'm clearly like, like as Elon Musk says, nauseatingly pro-American. I see I see patterns and connections that I want to see. I want to see that this is China, or I want to see that this is a U.S. covert program. So, for just really wasn't important to interject. But I just I'm, I'm I try to I try to know that I'm looking at it through a bias. So sorry, go on. Well, people accuse me of a confirmation bias as well. Uh, they say everything's NATO, right? Everything's NATO. U.S. proxies everything out through NATO, and then NATO comes up with these things. And it's true. I did have a NATO guy in Norfolk, Virginia, 
to put all the cards on the table, which is where NATO ACT, the Advanced Command Transformation is. He did threaten to Jonestown, my children, and also Waco, my kids, and flamethrower my kids. And he was, so so I do, and it was from a military base where the Navy SEALs are in Little Creek, uh, Virginia. So I I do have a little bit of an antenna up from NATO. Okay. So this guy that was providing information to you then threatened you? Uh, well, he invited me to come on to the Navy base. It was sort of late at night. I was returning from uh, Florida. Hey, why don't you come over to this Navy SEAL base in Norfolk? I said, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. And and then anyway, it turned into it. It got out of hand where he started threatening my family. But that had happened before I had ever reported on this whole thing. Right. I had just been talking about how NATO was involved in a lot of virus vaccines breakouts in Africa. Okay, so let's leave that aside a second. I, so I do, I, I acknowledge you saying, could have confirmation bias here with me and NATO. Got it. True. But the thing that really kind of nailed it for me was this this guy, Giuseppe. Okay. He's a head of uh, like the spy chief and he's bringing in Chinese dancers into all the, I'm not kidding, into all the capitals of Europe over a 10-year period of time. And that doesn't sound weird, but literally, it's it's all these young, beautiful women being brought into these places where you would have diplomats who are in positions of power, and they're flaunting their, you know, wares and so forth. And it's just the thing a spy guy would do to compromise everybody wearing shoes in a given city so that you could put your people into the, the to the top. Mm-hmm. It seemed like a Jeff Epstein compromise operation. You know, with the Chinese have the thousand talents program and all that. Why are you doing this? Why are you bringing all these Chinese people in to to NATO? It just seemed like. If you saw the opening ceremonies as well, it's a huge NATO thing. All the Chinese dancers are all making the NATO emblem. They're making the WHO emblem. They're making the UN emblem, you know, with 5,000 people. And so it just seems very odd. Again, just confirmation bias. It it might also just be, that might just be the dance choreography. Like, that that might just, it's, obviously I'm not an investigative journalist. I try to look at like if they're bringing in all these people and trying to compromise all of them. To me, that's like what I would focus on. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. But it's it's not important. Keep going. Sorry. No, it is. You're right. I should have followed one of the troops and then said they checked into this hotel and then eight diplomats, you know, later were photographed. You know that type of investigative journalism. I'm just saying there was a lot of banassi in the story. I basically said, you know, this person, you know, could very well be patient zero that the foreign ministry is talking about. There are a lot of bananas in the story and you can't deny that. Well, then, uh, which is just, you know, look at what CNN did with Trump. Hey, Trump hired all these Russian agents to hack the DNC and that's why Hillary lost, right? So their, theirs was outlandish conspiracy theory. We actually ran down the DSS guy that brought in the Russian girls that supposedly hacked Trump. And he's a guy who worked, I've got him pictures at the Clinton Foundation with snipers at the Clinton Foundation. His brother did the library at the Clinton Foundation. So it, 
you know, I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. State, state department people are you being used for things that are not state department business. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fair. Yeah. So, so that, uh, you know, they said I'm a hoax peddler and all this stuff. I'm not a hoax peddler. These things are facts. Okay. And if we're going to look at the source of the coronavirus, why don't we look at all the facts? If you want to say lab leak, let's look at the labs that leaked. Let's look at the business interests that the guy who let the virus out. Let's look at his business interests in China. Let's look at the people he wrote the blueprint with. Who are the Manassis? And who, who is getting all the proposals? That's another place investigators would, would look. Let's look and see how who's getting the money for the biosurveillance, et cetera, et cetera. So I just put a alternative out there. The WHO guy, who's Tedros, has said all theories are on the table. Uh, you know, they started out with saying it was a pangolin that mated with a bat, and then they, you know, there was a unicorn, and and then, you know, John Stewart made fun of that. Yeah, but it's to me. I try to look at. Actually, I'll I'll, I'll say this for the end. I don't want to keep interrupting you. I'll, I, it's a it's a little rant. I'll go on towards the end. Well, well the, the the final final is I gave Daniel Sullivan of CNN the death threats from this guy. In, in... I, thought you, I thought you just said, yeah, so I gave this guy some death threats. So I was like, don't fucking oh, say no, that on oh, my no. podcast. <laughs> I was like, fuck. No, no, he gave. Okay. okay. Guy, I gave, I gave, I showed him, I said, hey, here's, here's Ken Hale's, here's Ken Hale's death threats. Yeah. And I showed him Ken Hale's death threats. And I said, hey, I'm not gaining out of this. Yes. My whole family being Wacoed is not uh, helping here. I'm not gaining anything. And and so basically what happened was CNN turned that completely around and said that I had picked out this random person to sell a few uh, dollars. I was already demonetized on YouTube, so I wasn't making any money. Uh, just because I, I'm a hateful, spiteful guy. Uh, and And all these death threats then came in for her which I never wished anything bad on any of these people. I just want to ask questions because here's the key thing. The the foreign minister, when he tweeted out, he said, give us, tell us where your breakouts were at your hospitals for this July and, and August things. Make the public records available. Tell us what the hospitals are and make the records, the health records of the athletes available so we can figure this out. Which seems very reasonable because that's what we're asking the Chinese to do right now for millions of people. That's what we need to do to get on an airplane, to go to Canada, to go to church, to go to a ball game, to go to a concert. What's the big deal? 300 athletes with the records? No big deal. So there's some big cover-up going on for some reason. We don't know why. Um, so they took a story where you know, I was getting the death threats and turned it completely around to me wanting to hurt, to hurt someone which is completely false. And that's why I'm suing CNN because it's not the news, right? And the CNN has to respond to my uh, affidavit on the 19th. Um, It's not the news, it's the twist of the news and the weaponization of the news. Say, if you don't say something that is in in agreement and you bring forward facts we don't like, we're gonna twist it around and make you look like the bad guy. We're going to have everybody come after you. I got a whole bunch of death threats after that, after the CNN thing aired, and they kept airing it, right? So that's how's that's that, yeah. How's that any different than inciting violence? It's rules for thee, not for me. 
60 Minutes compared me somehow, quoting the Chinese foreign minister, somehow to the shooting up in Connecticut with uh, the the shooting. They brought up they brought in the guy who did the shooting, uh, the you know the massacre at the school. I went up there and did a story. All of a sudden, I'm forgetting the name of the uh, uh, the school where all the kids got killed and some people. Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook. Yeah, they 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 brought in and somehow compared me to Sandy Hook. What? I'm talking about the the games. So anyway, um, now uh, 17 months has gone by. We've gone away from Lee Harvey Fishmonger, and we've gone away from Lee Harvey Labco. Now we're at Lab Leak. We're not yet at where were the Lab Leaks. Let's start there, which was Fort Detrick. Um, but we're getting there. So, and and Sanjay Gupta now with CNN is saying. Okay, yeah, probably was a lab leak because the CDC oh, director. Damn. Yeah, the CDC director. Redfield was saying that back in March. Yeah. So um, as time goes by, my case is being proven by CNN. If I just leave the, the judge just watches CNN, he'll go, well, you know, he's, he's kind of saying, you're saying the same thing he did. He, he just said it 17 or 18 months before you did. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. it's for, and, as, as you know, I can talk forever. It's I know you said you got an hour. It's four, so I just want to let you know. Um, but so what I was going to say earlier is um, so like last last like uh, I don't know maybe like February or March. I mean there are episodes of me saying this is this is a lab leak, and again that's also kind of a neat. It's not like I was you know, it's not exactly a genius to say it was a lab leak like a year ago, and I was saying that, and but then what I also started saying was. Like, as I learn more and more about history and, and the CIA, the intelligence community, and the layers of deception, is that – you good? Yeah, I'm just telling uh, – Oh, person, sorry. I, 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 thought you, I thought you got hurt. I was like, fuck. Oh, no, 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 no. Year. He's, um, <laughs> but um, it's like I always just look at, like, layers of, like, right – you know, it's like um, – you said, you said – let me get this right. Uh, you said in last – March that it was a lab leak or this March? Like 2020. Wow. This is episode 503. Episode 69 was the Wuhan clan. That was the title of the episode. It was just me and some friends. And we were talking, it was actually with some former like Air Force counterintelligence guys. And I was talking about the importance of like, we need to make like a bio Delta team that when we find out there's a leak somewhere, we send them in to just ice everybody. But well, what I was the very first episode, December twelfth, twenty nineteen, was about Hong Kong and the protesters and how isn't this unique that it's going away now? But so I try to look at like tiers of things. So it's like, for instance, like, like let's just look at like facts. Nine eleven, right? Oh, it makes sense. The Islamist terrorists, they hate freedom, sure. And then you go in deeper and you go, well, there's also like fifty trillion dollars of oil in the Middle East. Did we want a? Did we want a justification to go occupy that land? And I mean, if you really want to get into some like, cold calculus, like if we occupy that land and then secure oil for our nation for the next century, would that actually offset like a larger number of deaths from like a World War Three? Is it? Ju- but there are these layers, right? And it's it's only just kind of like the lab leak. It's it's like that. It's like that new meme. What's the difference between a conspiracy theory and a fact? Twelve to eighteen months, right? And you find right. out Gulf of Tonkin. Well, of course they'd attack us. We're Vietnam, and it's like. Well, was it us? Did we have interest there? Who was making money off this? Same thing with Pearl Harbor. Same thing with the USS Maine. Same thing with the Lusitania. It's like 
you find these sort of these deeper and deeper layers. So at first it's like virus from Wuhan. Okay. It's got to be China, right? It just basic facts you look at it. Well, I went to I went to middle school in Atlanta and I remember every morning driving or not driving, my mom driving us. We'd go by the CDC. And there was like this really close by actually. There's like all these like this kind of like a like low-income housing and all these kind of like little shops and stuff. But to me, it was like, if a, if a new virus arose right there, and you can see the big glass CDC building right there, you'd be like, you know, hold on, you know, one plus one, hold on here. Like, I may be on a short bus, but like, I'm looking at this, you know. You could be on a bus so short that you're in the back row with your feet on the dashboard, but even those people could see that connection, right? But then, is that a little too obvious? If I was the U.S. and I wanted to, let's not worry about why or anything, let's just think about some simple, if I wanted to do this, wouldn't I release it right next to Wuhan? If the Chinese wanted to release a virus, wouldn't you do it right next to the CDC? Now, what could be the justifications for that? I mean, geopolitics make China look bad. Hey, you killed 4 million people. I mean, if you really want to get into some 5D chess, you know, China wants to overthrow America by 2049 with the 100-year plan, unrestricted warfare, asymmetric warfare, never ask the weight of the kings, uh, never ask the weight of the emperor's cauldrons. They want to take over America without firing a shot. Did we turn it on them? And are we going, we're going to release a virus from Wuhan so that the rest of the world thinks it's you? And then when you refuse to pay us $10 trillion and lost economic output, we can then cancel our debt to you and keep this Federal Reserve sham going on for another 50 years. I mean, when you get to these upper levels of things like Raven Rock, and Garrett Graff, the author of Raven Rock, I've had him on here too. When you get when you get to the levels of that stuff, like it's all fair game. I mean, SDI, Strategic Defense Initiative, like having lasers in space, like when you get to the rarefied air of nations fighting nations for global hegemony, nothing's off the table. And so as I, I did say that last March, so what I do want to say today, July 8th, Thursday, July 8th, 2021, is that I think there's one of two outcomes, and then I'll let you go. I know I'm holding you hostage. There's one of two outcomes. The first is it really did jump from a pangolin to a unicorn or whatever. Occam's razor, it broke out. A bunch of politicians, it, was, it wasn't a grand Illuminati plan. It was actually just a bunch of politicians who wanted to save their ass and get re-election. So they were like, we're doing something big. We're going to get vaccines. Big Pharma released four vaccines. And they went, hey, here's a 7 billion person mandated clinical trial that we cannot be sued for. We can test out all the new bells and whistles on this. We're going to save $5 billion in R&D. This is the windfall of the millennia. We can get everyone to take this shit. And then they get in bed with big tech and they're like, hey, suppress other existing generic medications because we're making record profits. We know that. We know bankers owned newspapers in the early early 20th century to only publish good paper. Jeff Bezos in the Washington Post. Occam's razor. And it really, there's no grand depopulation plan. COVID's really not that bad, but it was just a perfect storm of money and greed. It's nothing we haven't seen before. We saw it with WMBs in Iraq. The other option is that the United States released it near Wuhan to destroy their global standing without firing a shot 
playing their game because they know they can't take our military on. And we have a, we have a backup plan, the Pacific Deterrence Initiative with ground-based nuclear missiles surrounding China. But let's try to take them down without firing a shot, some judo shit. And we can then cancel our debt when they refuse to pay us $10 trillion in lost economic reparations. And the rest of the world, unlike just after 9-11, having everyone kind of join us with like the NATO, NATO coalition, the rest of the world all have bodies in the ground. And they're going, yeah, we agree with the United States. Is it just like 5D chess? And I know right now I sound like a crackhead on the soapbox corner. Like, it's all fucking 5G. I think it's one of the, it's Occam's Razor. Or well, let me throw let me throw one alternative right there in the middle, okay. okay? Which is what happened on October nineteenth, twenty twenty, okay? When this thing broke out in now everyone twenty nineteen, twenty nineteen, excuse me, twenty nineteen. What happened October nineteenth, twenty nineteen? When Sanjay Gupta now says it's a super spreader event was the NATO Wuhan games, okay? At the same time that the walking in with the flags, you know, into the these military games, Bill Gates with Event 201, the leading proponent of of the vaccines, and Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, the leading proponent of robotization of the world and, and with a shutdown, untouched by human hands, you know, your your food was prepared with a robot. Those two guys put on a, just so happens the exact same day, put on a big fear event saying there is going to be a world pandemic and we're the only ones that can do anything about it. Then Klaus Schwab writes a book called The Fourth Industrial Revolution saying if we ever had a pandemic, it would be a great time to invest in robots. Then he writes a book called The Great Reset, which is, boy, I'm glad we had a pandemic because now we can invest in robots. And oh, by the way, Ever since my family has harbored these uh, paperclip scientists in Switzerland from the day my dad was a Nazi uh, contractor, now we can sell you the robots. This is really great. You know, that's what happened. Okay. So I look to the people who actually benefit and were promoting this as like advertising, coming attractions, pandemic coming your, to your theater soon. Right. And then it happens. And then when I see people putting, you know, NATO putting and embedding people from Holland into the United States team, into the United States. Does somebody who worked for the 10 years ago for the Supreme Allied Commander really need a job at the security as a security guard in Fort Belvoir? Yeah. Well, do they need a job that bad, you know, that they have to go, you know, how, why is that? You know, why is it always the proposals always go to the Benassi family? You know, I'm just asking questions. So uh, I love the fact that you've had all these uh, authors on that I've read the books. You know, Alabeck, I've been a big uh, biopreparator guy. And then the Raven, uh, Rock Raven book is a great book. Uh, is, Raven. Raven Rock is my favorite nonfiction book. Yeah, uh, I, it's great. I, I, I've been, it, 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 it's become a meme on this podcast. Just nonstop talking about Raven Rock. It's, yeah, I've on, on a side, yeah. I mean, if you want to get me to start screaming and I'm, why the fuck don't I have a bigger channel? I'm like, who else do you want me to interview? I've interviewed everyone. It's you know what? Uh, I, I I have a guy in the lobby. I apologize, but oh yeah, um, yeah, no, it, no, I'm keeping you longer this. than I said. Yeah, I want to say this. I wanted to finish that off. Uh, Tommy, you you got the great content, and the world will find you. The world will find you. You have great content. 
um, and you're doing the right things. You're doing all the right things. And just like that one guy found you and said, wow, this guy needs support. This guy is going to do some great things if he gets a little bit of, he's not worrying about the rent check always, yeah. always, always. Yeah. Right? So that's a really beautiful thing so he did for you. And I, I just want to say I've invited a whole bunch of my fans to come to this site um, to, to, to see you and introduce you because I, uh, you know, kind of fell in love with the show <laughs> and how you do things. Because I think it is kind of like the last chance at humor. You know, oh, yeah. it's kind of like the last man standing, oh, yeah. or the last comic standing, you know. It's, and uh, it's the only, and, yeah, it's the only ve- vector for free speech is you got to make it a joke. Yeah, it's the last, it's the last form standing and, and you're the last guy. So please, my folk who are here, support this gentleman. He's doing some great stuff. Tweet him out. Please, please, please tweet him out and give him some support because you're doing all the right things. You just need to be uh, exposed. Thanks, you know, man. just yeah. Thanks, so. man. I'll I'll send this to you, man. Fucking, I don't know. YouTube let me keep up Robert Malone. They didn't take that one down. I wonder if they're gonna ban this one. It's it's a that, that's a that's a careful poker. I know you got to go. It's a careful poker game. Is I never know which episodes to just put up a thirty second teaser of and then upload to Rumble and BitChute. Man, if this episode doesn't get taken down, something's gone terribly wrong. I don't <laughs> fucking know. I'll send it to you when it's up. Please tweet it out because I've got a, about a whopping 11 followers on Twitter, and I think you've got a little more than that. So please tweet it out. I will put all of your stuff in the description as always. And, um, yeah, we didn't kill ourselves, and it all goes back to Benny Benassi, face to the face. And um, Oh, let me, let me with a two seconds. Oh, yeah, 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 Benny Benassi. So, so somebody says, hey, do you realize there's – we were going to talk about this uh, guy, Kolomoisky who sends in these skinhead neo-Nazis into Hong Kong to spray everybody. And he's spraying all the people in Hong Kong to, to quell the protests, right? And he's working for the Chinese government. And they say, well, do you realize that her, he's got a, uh, like a spokesmodel for getting Crimea back. Fuck. Okay. She's this incredible, bring her up sometime, Nasty. She's an incredible uh, electro-techno DJ person. And we're like, you know, and this guy's kind of, he's, he's about your age, about 30. And, you know, he's like really into all the techno stuff. He goes, yeah, she's, she's Nastia. She works for Kolomoisky. She's the, she's the thing. She's the girl for Crimea. And then I say, well, well, who does she work for? Betty Benassi. <laughs> you get down to the inner sanctum of NORAD and the innermost vault behind the, the level 12 BSL. And you go at the very who does who does the president take their orders from? It's Benassi sitting there on a throne with gold rings and a fucking DJ set, and it's Klaus Schwab is at his feet feeding him grapes, and he's like, "The Great Reset is actually the name of his newest album," and then he's just gonna <laughs> drop that shit. Um, uh, fuck, right. I forgot what I was just gonna say. I will let you go. I fuck. I was gonna say something else. I don't remember. I'll let you go. I've kept you for fifteen minutes longer, and. Um, yeah, we'll put this one up. And uh, Mr. Webb didn't kill himself. I didn't kill myself. And uh, oh, I'm going to email you completely uh, unrelated. There's a book you need to read called Eye in the Sky, Rise of the Gorgon Stare. I think you would love it. And very lastly, very lastly, can you give a shout out to my friend David O'Neill? He's a friend that I met through someone else, came on this podcast, and he's the one that introduced. He said, You should find George Webb. And I was like, Who the fuck is George Webb? And he was like, You need to have him on your podcast. Can you give a shout out to David O'Neill? Hey, David, uh, contact me. We'll have you on the show. Uh, 
I love it when people, <laughs> this is how it works and it's a beautiful meritocracy where people find really great content and they tell other people that still works in America and that's really cool. David, David O'Neill, send me a thing. Thanks. God bless America. God bless you, Mr. Webb. Thank you so much for coming on here. Stay safe, everybody. And uh, yeah. Ourselves. But we, we did not kill it. ourselves. God bless America. Xi Jinping looks like Winnie the Pooh. COVID was a bioengineered weapon released from the communist lab to overthrow a democratically elected president. And now the government is forcing an un-FDA approved vaccine on its people. That's the wrap. Now we're banned. <laughs> Good night. Recording Peace, stopped. All right. Thanks, Tommy. I got to run, yeah, brother. Man. Peace.